Oh my gosh. And they got it. And they got it in dispatch. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have clinched. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Charlotte. So happy to have you here. Ooh, my name is Maddie. Thank you for coming back to join us. Mm-hmm. Guys, we have a special show for you today. But before we get into it, Maddie and I were just chatting before we hit record about the word fatutst. And if you're not from, <laughs> well, I guess Maddie is from the Northeast. But if you're not from the tri-state area, you might not know what the word is. I think it's Yiddish, I believe. Fatutst. It means, um, Maddie's probably fatutst after Sunday's game. You know, the Steelers. Like losing. frazzled? I'm thinking frazzled. Fatutst is a little, it's frazzled, but it's also like annoyed and kind of pissed off. Like, oh, you got all fatutst. You know, like when things just aren't going your way, you get frazzled, you get fatutst. That's the word. So that's the word of the week, everybody. Thank you for joining you get me. Fatutst. Wow. Learning yeah, it's with a Charlotte. Word. I'll Vocab teach you another Yiddish word next week, everybody. Stay tuned for Schlep. That's coming up next week. <laughs> Jerseyisms with Charlotte. Okay, thank you, you guys. <laughs> That's all we have for today. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, well, on that note, our locker room lady of the week. I'm actually, I was gonna say I'm sure you've heard of this right now, but maybe you haven't. It's a very, very, very exciting. It's fresh and headline. New. Yeah, breaking news. There has officially been an NFL team that has requested for a woman to interview for their GM position, which is super exciting. So shout out to to the Minnesota Vikings for being that team that has requested Catherine Rach, the current Eagles vice president of football operations. She, I think, was set to interview with the Vikings on Monday of this week. So oh, this episode's coming out on happening? Thursday. <gasps> what if she's in her interview right now? Oh my <laughs> We're God. recording this on Monday. Can we um, can we talk can we talk about interviews too? Because those are scary. Do you have an yeah. do you have a funny interview story? Do I have a funny interview story? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I do. Do you? I I cursed in an interview one time by accident, but the guy who was interviewing me had cursed before, so it felt super casual, which I felt like was a good thing. Did you get the job? I didn't didn't get the job. (laughs) But granted, I didn't get the job. I was like so many rounds into that that, like process, and the job was in Miami, and I would have had to move. So they were like, oh, we're going with someone else. So I don't think the curse was a make or break situation. Interesting. Same. Interesting. Well, you don't have any silly interview stories? I mean, not that I can really think of off the top of my head. I feel like I don't nothing mm. that really sticks out. I've had good news. Really? Like, oh, Maddie was such a good kid. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> but so anyway, let's thing. let's wish uh Catherine Reach good luck on her interview. Good luck on your interview. Um, We're with you. Don't as- curse by accident. And as the saying goes, um, when you're in a job interview, you're not only being interviewed, but you're also interviewing them to see if it's going to be a good fit. So she also gets to decide if that's a move that she wants to make. Hang on. My Adobe Flash player is like yelling at me to uninstall it. it. (laughs) Saying, uninstall this. I've been asking you to do this for two years. It's it's flashing her. It's kind of like the Bills game. Ooh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. 
Um, but yes, there's so, a lot going on in my brain. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's everywhere. Okay, go. So <laughs> Catherine has a pretty impressive resume. She's actually has experience working as a general manager with general manager. She was the assistant GM in two different teams in the Canadian Football League. So your girl knows her stuff. Mm -hmm. So no wonder the Vikings request to interview you. I mean, or to interview, no wonder the Vikings requested to interview her. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. super pumped because we love seeing our locker room ladies, our women representing in big positions in pro sports. Absolutely. Um, But Charlotte pointed out an interesting thing that her journey in (laughs) the administration side of football – just started in 2015. So it really hasn't Isn't been super long since yeah. she started climbing the ladder. And she's pretty much made it all the way to the top at this point getting this interview. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that speaks volume. To advance that quickly in your career in, what, five, six years? That's impressive. That's really impressive. People work decades to get to that top of a position. So this girl's got to know her chops I'm for sure. Right, and it's impressive for anyone from any background to exactly. move up to that GM position because obviously it's a highly sought-after position. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of, of heat. They take a lot of heat. They take a lot of criticism. They're in the public eye constantly. It's not an easy job. So for anyone to be interviewed for these positions, it's obviously a very high-profile hiring process. We're hearing about it in the news as the interviews even get requested. I mean, it's not like Charlotte and I going out for our interviews, right? Right. On Zoom, no less, because it's COVID. Right. It's very, very, very – this is a big deal. So, I mean, I'm super excited. I'm sure that if she does not accept the Vikings position, if it's not a good fit on either side, so this isn't going to be the last we hear of her. I wouldn't be surprised. I know there's quite a few openings in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if another team wants to chat with her. I completely agree. I don't think this is the last we'll hear of her, and I'm excited to see. Maybe next week we'll get some more information on Kathy. Me too. Me too, Charlotte. Also, uh, just a quick little <laughs> – Uh, I feel like we have to mention this, Charlotte. We're recording this on Monday, which is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And we were just talking about Catherine Rach, this woman who worked her way up and and was given this opportunity in this predominantly male field, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. the NFL. And thanks to Dr. King and his dedication, his lifelong dedication to fight for equality and for justice for every for all people. I think Absolutely. that that that's definitely playing a role in the people of color and the women and other minorities that we've seen rising up in their fields in the past few years and the people that we like to highlight on this show. I think yeah. his work definitely has paved the way for so this true. diversity that we're seeing and these opportunities being spread around. Paving the way for sure. He had a dream and he he didn't just have the dream. He devoted his life to that dream. And that's when you see change actually happen. So shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on this MLK Day that we're recording. 
Right. And his legacy is so enduring. We are still talking about him and we're still working towards his goals. Exactly. We're not there yet. There is still a lot of progress to be made, but hopefully this is just the beginning of people who deserve it, getting the opportunities that they deserve, just like being invited, having a seat at that table. Yeah. Mic drop, Maddie. Well said. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing to add to that because Maddie just said it so well herself. I Definitely, there is much more work to be done on the front, but I, I think we're, go- we're heading in, a right, in an amazing direction. Right. And today's a great reminder. And I mean, yeah. you'll be hearing this on Thursday, but Monday was a great reminder of the work that we can continue to work on and, and the progress that has been made and the progress that will be made. All right, Maddie, before we move on to the most ridiculous segment of the show, we should take a little quick little break. Charlotte, I liked the little British accent you threw on that before the break. I was going to say, was it good? Did I, I convince mean, I liked you? It. I liked it. Thank you. Should I do the next, the rest of the episode in a British <laughs> accent? Should I do a new accent every week? I don't know. Right. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, but, guys. We got to get into this. There's a lot of a lot of things that are flipping ridiculous that happened this weekend. Okay. I mean, I think that the most obvious one, the most. The most is it ridiculous, obvious, if you will. Because is, oh, oh, the most. I didn't even rid- know, Charlotte. <laughs> the most ridiculous one. <laughs> the most oh, ridiculous of our flipping ridiculous segment is the fact that Bills fans just love to troll pretty much all of the rest of us at all times. Mm-hmm. But the people that they like to troll the most are the New England Patriots and their fans. And I mean, we love Bill's Mafia for it. We love it. We had a guest from Bill's Mafia. Do you remember that back in season one? (laughs) Oh, we did. We did. Freddie. Freddie football. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did. They continued with their antics. And this is actually not the first time this has happened. But who knows? Maybe it's the last. But I wouldn't put it past Bill's Mafia to try this again. But they threw a dildo on the field at the Bill's Patriots game. On so, Saturday, like the, the Bills, what the Bills even- were up by they were up by twenty three points. So they did it after the Patriots scored their first touchdown. The score was thirty three to ten at that point, and the Bills fans Ouch. just you know let loose, went wild, and I mean it they're hammered became, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it became a meme instantly because you just see the players pointing at it, the refs. Oh, the players pointing at it. That was amazing. On the, on the field. Uh, but my thought whenever I heard about this was, thank God that didn't happen during the Nickelodeon game. Because you can you imagine the Nickelodeon no comment the, the Nickelodeon commentators trying to explain that one? I just, I just don't even know. <laughs> I feel like I don't I just, even know what you I don't even know. Maybe there are little graphics, they would have covered it up with something. But, oh my god, uh, no, the can- <laughs> whoever's directing that game, uh, ready camera, literally any other camera, take right. that camera. I mean, yeah. the Nickelodeon game does a great job at explaining the get rules of Get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I don't know how they would explain that one away. I just, I, I mean, I had that little, <laughs> yeah, I had that thought. But definitely um, the Bills administrators and, and the 
the Bills front office has not been super happy with that, happy. that particular yeah. tradition. It's been happening since 2016. So they've said okay, before. Wait. Have you seen Bills TikTok? Because the Bills mafia of people are not happy with dildos on the field. But they're posting the weirdest things to TikTok. They Have do. you seen them? <laughs> they do post words. That's funny. It's like, where's the, it's um, hilarious. I think I it's think, also funny. I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, especially, like I just said, like the whole, the aspect that like football is supposed to be for everyone. Like there is a Nickelodeon game. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I think maybe, that, maybe that's part of it. Like, but I, I don't I don't actually know. I just think it's kind of funny because apparently when this first happened in 2016, the Bills said um, that the dildo throwers would be banned for life from Bills games. <laughs> but that didn't stop others from trying the same thing. Apparently there was an arrest in this saga wow. over the years. Not I don't know if that happened this. I don't think anyone was arrested this past weekend. But uh, how do you police that? Like, <laughs> so I have no somebody- idea. Somebody must have been checking a bag. Like, they check bags going in. Yeah, and most stadiums require clear bags. So I don't know how that how that passed imagine. through. Yeah, but, I mean, I, you, you don't miss that. It's playoff <laughs> football. Anything can happen on the field and apparently, uh-huh. I guess, off the field, on the field. I don't know. Not what I've had in mind when I think anything can happen on the field. I think more of like crazy plays. But speaking of crazy plays in that game, the Bills actually executed a perfect offensive game. In their first seven possessions, they never punted. They never fumbled. They never turned the ball over. They never even settled for a field goal. They scored Mm -hmm. seven straight touchdowns and then they kneeled the ball on their final possession which like my jaw especially as a freaking Steelers fan has absolutely hit the floor like are you kidding me to have an offense that that is that elite like that is the definition of playoff football that is a Super Bowl team they missed out got so close last season weren't able to make it and they did have their stumbles. They lost the Jags earlier this season. They've had some right. some hiccups along the way. But, I mean, when you can get into the game when it matters, especially against a rival that has been such a big rival and has been the bane of the Bills' existence for so mm-hmm. long, especially when Tom Brady such was a there huge New England Patriots. A roadblock every When you can overcome year. that adversity – and execute your offensive scheme so perfectly. I don't think there's another word for it than other than perfect. I mean, that is just hands down to the Bills offensive coordinator, to the players, to everyone who had a piece of that pie. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Hats off to you. Maddie, what year were you born? 1997. You want to know something funny? Uh, <laughs> sure, Charlotte. Yeah, oh, a coworker told me this. A huge Bills fan. We were at work on Saturday night, and she was like halfway working, halfway watching the game. God bless her. She said, "It was in 1996 that the Bills had their had a full house at a playoff game at home. That was the last time they had. A, it was before we were born, because last year Whoa. there was COVID, and this year they brought it." They didn't just have a full house, Maddie. They had former freaking players in the stands shirtless, right? Charlotte Fitz How's, Magic. How magical, right? What is it? Okay. Magic. I need to understand. Is there a section 
that has heaters in the stands. This was a six degree game, right? It was the coldest playoff game in NFL history. I'm I'm hurt. I'm told, right? Is that true? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I would imagine it in, in since at least like the Super Bowl era. I would imagine that that, yeah. that could be accurate. I mean. Absolutely. I think also adrenaline plays a big part of it, Charlotte, because the energy in there, like we're talking about just how electric, I've never been to a Bills game, especially not as a Bills fan, but I just feel like they are on a different level. Like I I mean, I love Steeler Nation to death. And in my opinion, I think we're the best fans in the world, but Bills Mafia is absolutely nuts. And so I can see them. They do not care. They are just out there. As As Mike Tomlin says, we do not care. They're out there in the stands wearing whatever they want. They're just making a spectacle, having the best time of their lives. And as they should, watching that incredible football mm-hmm. team execute the way they did against a huge rival, a division rival nonetheless. And exactly. I also just think it's hilarious that Fitzmagic was just like chilling there, like in it. He wasn't in his like private box wearing, you know, they dressed no, up. In they the got grit, the drip. The like, no, he was right there having the absolute fan experience. And I, I just love it. I mean, the atmosphere in those games is just wild, even watching it from, from my couch on TV. I don't think Fitzy Fitzy's actually was and still is for the time being in our intro. We love we love him <laughs> over here. We think he's just such a cool dude. I think I'm I'm wondering, Maddie. Okay, I'm sure he must have a home or a second home maybe up in Buffalo. You know, he used to play for that team. But why – I guess maybe because they're in the playoffs. But why doesn't he just go hang out in Florida? <laughs> it is six degrees. Go to your third home that you probably have in South Florida, right? Right, right. I mean, I, I think, I'm sure – Players that have played for multiple teams like that, I'm sure they have a certain level of allegiance to each team. Probably. But the, like I said, just like the absolute embrace that he must get from the fans there. I'm sure there is nothing like it being, being part of it because he was being cheered on mm-hmm. by Bill's Mafia for, for part of his career. And to be a part of it, I'm sure is just a totally different side of the coin for a player. Because when you think about it, like – some of the best memories I have, uh, most of the, I mean, it's always been from the perspective of a fan. The players don't get to see it like that, especially right. when most of these players grow up rooting for a different team than the one they play for, ultimately. Exactly. It's like, like Ben Roethlisberger is a, an Ohio kid, born and raised, and went to an Ohio college, and then became Pitts, the face of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers for 18 mm-hmm. years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that he probably wasn't a Steelers fan growing up. So I think that that it is probably just a, a special moment for these players be. once they it's once they be. retire and get off the field to actually have a taste of what it's like to just be a fan. Maddie, you mentioned the Steelers, and I know it's the white elephant in the room. We were kind of dancing around it. But before we get, you know, into your Steelers, you got to pay tribute. I want to talk about Mama Kelsey. So Donna Kelsey is the mother – of Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And both of her sons were in a playoff game on the same day. Um, I think it was 1,300 miles away from each other. And you know what? Just as any good mother would do, any mother of twins, I'm sure, has tried to go to two graduations from two different colleges if your kids go to two different schools. And I feel like that's impossible. But for some reason, Donna Kelsey was able to 
head to the Eagles game to watch her son and then fly and head to Kansas City to watch her other son. So she was able to see both of her children in playoff games in the same day. And you know what? She's not going to have to do that, you know, next week. She won't right. have to go next to just week, one. Just, just go to Travis's game. I mean, I mean. How funny. You cannot stop a mother when she oh, puts yeah. her mind to something that involves it involves children. Her when it comes to a mom and her children, nothing is going to stop them. I mean, nothing. that is just the epitome of I think a parent like doing their best to make it to see both kids. I mean, I feel like if she only made it to one, how do you ever live that down? If you're the other, like I feel like you would never let her live it down if she only Especially- went to. If I'm Travis and a, and mom comes to my game and then you're Jason and you lose, you're like, mom, why didn't you go to my game? I could have won. Next time you got to go. Right. You know, right. it's been a thing. And we don't right. want it to also, be a thing. Speaking of Travis Kelsey and moms, someone had a <laughs> sign at the Chiefs game yesterday that said, Travis Kelsey, my mom has a crush on you. And I just thought that That's that was funny. a very bizarre thing to write on a sign. Like, just That's- think about that for a second. Like, what, what, what do you have to think about that's like, Hmm, like, what am I going to write on this sign? I mean, if the goal is to get on TV, it worked because I'm talking about it right now. But I just was like, what the heck? What do you I think mean, he's going to come over and give her your no- his number? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. Was she young? Was she like a really I young person? an adult maybe. holding the sign that, that said my weird. mom has a crush on you. And you know what? Maybe maybe her mom really has this massive crush, and and that was a hilarious joke for the whole family once they saw it. Maybe TV. yeah, maybe it was like a family joke or a bet or <laughs> like something. Like a total inside joke that's now right. on television. I have no idea, but I just thought that was funny because you wrote Mama Kelsey in the doc, that is funny. And, and that's what I thought of. But speaking uh, of speaking of the the Kansas City game, they did defeat my Steelers, which. I think it's fair to say it was pretty expected. I think every Steelers fan knew in their hearts that we were not going to win that game. And all of us just had like a tiny little piece that was like, oh, they're going to shock the world. Stairway to seven. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Like that little tiny voice in the back of your head that you want to quiet so you don't get your hopes up and then have them crush it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, the Steelers absolutely shocked me in the first quarter. They kept it zero to zero in the first quarter and then – they were the first team to get on the board thanks to our king, TJ Watt, who got a little scoop and score for his first touchdown on defense. Uh, I mean, that defense just looked absolutely incredible in the first quarter and for, for a lot of the second quarter. And then that offense for Kansas City really got going. I mean, there mm-hmm. were some mistakes on the Steelers' offense, turning the ball over. There was just – pretty much what you expect from this team. I mean, Ben even said it himself that they probably weren't a very good football team, that they probably weren't even supposed to be there. I mean, I don't know, Charlotte, if you know that sound on TikTok, it's from Euphoria. It's it's like the sound is, I'm not supposed to be here right now because I'm dressed like a hooker and none of you like me. But that's how I was thinking the Steelers were walking into this I game. haven't like, heard they that They were sound. absolutely not supposed to be there. Like, it was just a bonus game of – it was a bonus week. That's how I looked at it because – Aww, the game, a special send off. Right. The game at Heinz Field where we did the whole Big Ben seven send off at home. He mm-hmm. beat the Browns. Like that was his final game. Like that is the memory that everyone's gonna look back on. That was the right. You're right. 
fans. The Ravens game was a classic Pittsburgh-Baltimore rivalry. Ended up great. Took yes. us to the playoffs. That insane weekend Absolutely. last Sunday was so much fun. I mean, like, you never know. That's how the Steelers always like to do it, right down to the wire if they're going to squeak Absolutely. into the playoffs. To get him to a playoff game in his first season as a starting quarterback and his last season as a starting quarterback, I think is just really special. And I I mean, I was just soaking it all in, just having, just seeing seven throw that ball under center for the last, the last 60 minutes that I will after he's been the quarterback for 18 years of my 24 year life. I mean, it was just special. It was, it was just like, it was perfect because realistically I knew deep down in my heart, that was not a Super Bowl champion team. You just you can't write it any other way. Gotta, it just gotta wasn't. Be so many. Got to be a little talented. bit realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and the fact they got there honestly was just so special in itself. So I think that I hear you. Yeah, I think that no matter what, they would have had to lose to somebody. I don't. I think in the next four weeks they weren't going to go undefeated. They weren't going to win the Super Bowl based on what we saw yesterday. I mean, the offense is just not strong enough, and and that's okay. We're going to rebuild. We have a lot of young guys that are going to just get better and better. And Seven's legacy is his legacy. He is definitely going to Canton. The NFL even said it themselves on their Twitter yeah, page. Did. It said, "See you in Canton, Ben." So I think just like what a wonderful career. That means Hall of Fame for for you guys who don't know what that means. That means Hall of Fame. I just – I think it was special all in all. And I I have no – no really – I mean, I definitely think that there's some major improvements that the front office needs to make and a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of musical chairs around, I think, um, in the coaching staffs, the the, the coordinators and that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, definitely – going to need to work on building up that O-line and figure out what they can do with some of their free agents. But we can talk about that later because right now it's just all about enjoying the teams that are still in it and just mm-hmm. enjoying Ben's last last ride. Absolutely. And there's one more team also, Maddie, that is no longer in it, much to my uh, – uh, what's the word? You know, I'm an NFC fan, Maddie. I'm an NFC East fan in particular. I'm a Giants fan, to be more specific. So I was pretty pleased with the outcome of the 49ers game. I'm calling it the 49ers game, not the Cowboys game. You notice that? Dak Prescott. What? Talk about a cocky little guy. You know? <laughs> like, I, well, I I had a dream. I've said I had a dream. Hello, MLK Day. I was t- I've talked about this on the podcast before. Maybe. Have I? I don't know. My Go dream. On. My Prescott dream. I had a dream. So if if you guys are joining us for the first time, you don't know, I make graphics as my job. And sometimes I'm thinking about it so much that I will have dreams that I'm making graphics. And I've had a dream that I made a graphic of Dak Prescott winning the MVP. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so jealous when you sneeze on the podcast. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Can you say that again? I loved to- – that's my dream. To see this on the podcast. I, I leave that that's in, her, that's her other dream. Sure, sure. She's done it twice now. You guys, go listen to the bloopers episode, please. She's oh, it's, it, it's, too, it's like she's bragging about it at this point. I don't want to sneeze outside of my home because I'm afraid that I'll be like shot. But you're on the podcast, I'll sneeze. So Apparently sorry. I won't. <laughs> sorry, Charlotte. Back okay. to back to you you had a dream that you're making graphics for Jack Prescott as what? As the MVP, they're like, okay, Charlotte, make a graphic on Dak Prescott because he's gonna he's winning the MVP award. So I was I it was so real, and I made the graphic, and I woke up like, oh my god, 
if he wins the MVP award, I'm a psychic. You're psychic, right? I'm not scared. Really. I'm scared of my powers, Maddie. But apparently, <laughs> I'm not a psychic. I think didn't he win the the MVP, the Nickelodeon? That was so weird. And MVP. That was yeah. so weird. That tweet. Oh my gosh, like, oh my so God, funny. So funny, but Passing basically, basically, I don't think any Cowboys fan would even consider him the MVP after mm-hmm. how this game ended. So just to give you a quick little rundown, before a play, before the center can snap the ball on offense, the ref, the umpire, has to touch the football. So at the end of a play, before you go into the next play, before the next play begins – the umpire or the ref that that is in charge of this has to get his hands on the ball if that's just tapping it or whatever ref knows that players know that that is like something the players are taught like when Mm -hmm. the play ends fundamental all you do is you hand the ball to the official you don't set it yourself you don't throw it to someone maybe you celebrate with it for a second but like if it's if it's a touchdown or something like that but like yeah. Other than that, you give the ball to the official. You give it to the umpire. Notice so- it next week, guys, when you're watching. <laughs> if you've not noticed that before, if you're joining us for the first time as a non-football fan, watch. They will always pass it to the ref. Right. Always. So, so Dak Prescott runs. Um, I think he, he did like a 17-yard run or something. No timeouts left. Four or five seconds left on the clock at the mm-hmm. end of his run. So I think that in Dak's head, it seems like he was just trying to speed things up a bit by spotting the ball himself. So he just like put it back down in front of the center and ran behind him to get the ball snapped so he could spike it so they could run one more play. But that's not how it works. You have to mm-hmm. let the official touch the ball. You can't just spot the ball yourself. The official spots the ball. You don't spot the ball. Exactly. So that kind of slowed things down. There was some confusion. There was some commotion. The ref was in the way. The players were in the way. Everyone was in the way. There was a whole, like, confusion, miscommunication, whatever. The ref just had to touch the ball and move it a little bit because he didn't actually spot it in the correct place. And while all that was happening – they didn't get the snap off in time to spike the ball and run another play. So it literally mm-hmm. just ended as the game that, is over. That, and yeah. I mean. That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. You know what it reminded me of, Charlotte, uh, earlier this season when Miami played FSU, the Hurricanes played the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Something like that happened. I guess there's a rule in college football where you can't spike the ball with less than two seconds on the clock. And that's what they did. And I guess oh. no one really knew that rule. And so the refs just came out and were like, the game is over. We're done. Yeah. It's done. You know what? It reminded me of college football, too. I was thinking of Kenny Pickett's little QB side. I was like, what is Dak pulling right now? What is going on here? And he slid. And then, Maddie, he picks the ball up and just, like, set it up himself. Just like, you yeah. know. He yeah. Yeah. He just trying to pop out a little bit. But that's not how it works, buddy. So. This is not um, his first football game. He has to know. That's just not how it no, works. No. They're taught to do that. They know that they have I think to. it was. It was just an effort. He was trying to say like, oh, well, the ref just had to tap it and he bumped into a player and he took too long. And I mean, he was definitely salty. I mean, his season's Mm -hmm. over because of that bizarre ending. So I could tell, I mean, I can understand why he might be a little bit upset in that post-game press conference. But then he kind of like, he kind of said that he gives credit to the fans that were throwing trash at the refs after this, which I just don't think that that's ever warranted or called for we've talked about that you just don't throw things at people ever unless it's a dildo on the field (laughs) but that's that's not people even it's just on (laughs) the field yeah um 
But yeah, so I just thought it was a little weird. Obviously, he's disappointed. I'm sure he's just as heartbroken, if not more heartbroken, than the Cowboys fans even. Absolutely. So it's a bummer all around. But I mean, if you're not a Cowboys fan, if you're like Charlotte, it's maybe not a bummer. And the Eagles lost and Knocked the out. Lost. Knocked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was just – that was pretty wild. And that's just another playoff thing. Speaking of officials in playoff games, the mm. – Raiders and Bengals officials, the people who officiated that game, are under some fire for some mm-hmm. questionable calls, some questionable actions. Just all around, people are pretty much saying that the refs messed up big time on not just one, not just two, but quite a few calls, plays, whistles, whatever, if you will. And those referees will not be officiating for the duration of the playoffs after that That's game. Right. Uh, refs. Uh, NFL officials get graded after each game, and I would imagine that they didn't score very highly because there is a lot of it's criticism. A lot of, a lot of criticism, a lot of controversy. But anyway, Charlotte, we are left with half the amount of playoff teams that we went into this week, just about. And there's one game that's happening right now. The Cardinals Rams were recording during it. So we're not going to be able to give you an update on that one. But we did this last year, right around the same time. Charlotte, right now, what are your predictions? Final two, one NFC team, one AFC team, who is going to the Super Bowl? Call it. As it stands, Maddie, as it stands, my NFC team is going to be a little deja vu moment. It's going to be the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Now, the AFC, I have a feeling we're thinking alike here because I'm taking the Bills to win it all and head to the Super Bowl. I think that this matchup is going to be – not only do I think this will be the matchup, but I also – want it to be the matchup because I want to see Josh Allen and Tom Brady face off. This is a, this is a, imagine being the Bills. You just overcame Bill Belichick. The, and you just overcame after the past couple of years, you just overcame Tom Brady and you could have potentially face him again in the Super Bowl because before when he was in New England, there was no chance of ever facing him off in a Super Bowl. He might beat you out of the AFC championship. But yeah, I mean, it's wild. A whole different way, a whole different way now. So, and I think that I see a lot of Tom Brady in Josh Allen also. So I think that quarterback matchup would be great. He's a runner. He's He's a runner. He's a truck star. (laughs) He is. He really is. I mean, that guy's got a set of wheels on him. And I I see a lot of Tom Brady in in him. And I think that he's also just an awesome character. So I think it's going to be the Bills and the Patriots. I have no idea who would win. You mean Bills and Bucks? Or Bills and Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Patriots. (laughs) So that's like the meme, the meme of um, Bart Simpson, who's like goes into the bushes to hide. And it's, it's, it, NFL memes tweeted it. It's the the meme of Bart Simpson where he kind of sinks into the bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's wearing Patriots gear, sinks into the bushes, and then comes back out wearing Bucks gear. Oh, that's funny. I've and seen it's that. like it's like I'm rooting me. for Tom Brady now. I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just rooting for Tom. <laughs> I need it, Maddie. Tell me. I'm ready to know. I'm oh, okay. Know. Actually, Charlotte, a little bit of deja vu here too because I think this is my exact pick that did not come true last season. Ooh. Okay, I think okay. December of 2020, I picked for for 2021 Super Bowl that 
it was going to be Bills Packers. And I mm-hmm. am going back for that. I think both of these okay. teams want a little bit of revenge. They both lost out on their respective conference championships. The Packers were defeated by the Bucks in a crazy game. The Chiefs beat the Bills, and everyone was saying the Bills weren't ready for it. They were too weren't immature. They, they hadn't the been there. Or- didn't they? Didn't the Bucks lose to the Packers last season, though? Too during the season, but in oh, in the right, playoffs, right, right. the the You're Bucks right. beat the Packers in the NFC Championship, and then that's the right, Bills that's right. lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. So I think both of them have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, as okay. they should for these teams. And I think that that's what we're going to see with this. I mean, we're not going to see the same AFC Championship again because the Bills and Chiefs face off earlier. They face off next mm-hmm. week, so I think. I think the Bills are going to come – I mean, after watching – You think they'll surprise us? After watching the Chiefs-Steelers game, it is no question that Patrick Mahomes can turn it on on offense. But I just don't think it gets better than what Josh Allen and the Bills offense did on Saturday. I mean, it, it literally was perfect. So I think if they can – do what they did there, get their defense moving a little bit. I mean, you got Greg Rousseau, go Canes. I think I think Canes that they, they seem like they've grown. That team has grown a lot in the past year. So I think – I mean, we, we saw it last season. We saw that there are – and we saw earlier this season that there are ways to beat the Chiefs. And right. I think if there is a team that's going to do it in the postseason, it's going to be the Bills – and I think that they're just going to keep on going because they seem very hot right now at the absolute right mm-hmm. time. And then in terms of the Packers, I think that Aaron Rodgers seems to have a little bit of something to prove, especially he came off of an MVP season. People are saying, you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl since 20, 2010, 2011. So, I mean, I think if, if he's going to do it and he's gotten so close, he's been to how many – three, four <laughs> NFC championships yeah. and it's so yeah. close. It just hasn't been able to seal that deal in the past 10, 11, 12 years. So I think that I'm going to go with what I said last season because I still think we're seeing those same teams in the conversation late in the game. And I think that they're both hot. I mean, the Packers have pretty much been hot since week two this season. Yeah, week one, week the, one was not really pretty. Right, right. And the Bills, I mean, the Steelers beat the Bills week one, (laughs) but uh, they're getting hot right now at the right time. And I don't know, as much as I would love to see Bruce Arians go win another one, that's my prediction. Did he he twist his ankle or something like that? I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, something, ouch. Yeah, he's not battling an injury for sure. (laughs) For sure. But, but definitely. Another deja vu again, three times a charm. For the deja vu trifecta today, you did ultimately, you know, come around on the Bucks last season. So, you know, what do you mean I came around on the Bucks? You came around on the Bucks. You t- you finally ultimately chose them to be the to be the Super Bowl champ. So maybe that'll happen again this year. What well, I did, I did, but I my early prediction was Bills Packers, and then once they both it got was. knocked out, I said the, that the Bucks were going to beat the Chiefs. Right. But so, I mean, if that is the case, if I'm wrong. But I don't know. I just – I feel like I had this gut feeling maybe a year too early. Mm, so maybe, maybe maybe this year I'm right. They're still around. I was impressed with the Bills – with the Bills' execution on offense last week. So 
I don't know. We I, I don't know. The Packers have have gotten their first round by, so we'll see what they do when we see them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hey, I mean, anything's possible, right? Anything is possible, and if that means the 49ers and the Bengals end up in the Super Bowl. That that's oh a possibility. God. That's a possibility. Really and just as much of a possibility as dildos in Los Angeles on a Super Bowl stage. Who knows? Who knows? If it's Bill's Mafia, anything is possible. We've said that. <laughs> but on that note, Charlotte, I think I think, I think we just gotta leave it at that. Go on it. Ah. Right, another one in the can, Maddie. Everybody, thank you so much for staying locked with us. You know we love you. Ooh, staying locked. I love that. Locker room, ladies. Oh, <gasps> hello. Ding, I ding, love ding. that. The light just went off. All right, going to make some merchandise now, everybody. Ah. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Love you guys so much. Bye.